We've got Roger Fabry. We've got Lachlan Gar. What about that, boys? Yeah, well, that's big, mate. Is it Roger Fabry or Roger Fabry? Brownie? Uh, I can go either way, mate, but I call him Roger Roger Fabry. I call him the legend, actually. Yep, Roger Fabry. I'll go with that. Okay, sweet. yes, sweet. Okay, we've got a guy on the line who's worked with all the best athletes in Australia, in particular rugby league athletes, the people we watch week in, week out. We've got the legendary sprint coach, Roger Fabry, on the line. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio. Roger? Thanks, boys, for having me. Where are you from and what was it like growing up there, Roger? I come from an ethnic background. I was born here. My parents are in Italian descent. Um, I was brought up on from on the Vaucluse area and then ever since I was around 20, I've always lived in the uh, eastern suburbs around Maroubra, Coogee, and a little bit of Kingsford. So I've been around the area, south area probably most of my life. been brought up a, a hard side south support. I used to travel everywhere and watch the boys play. Yeah, right. So you got a bit of a bit of a South history there, mate, growing up in this, this great too, area that yeah. we, me, Brownie, and Maeve have been lucky enough to grow up in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, they gave me the arse every the first the first place I ever went for a gig as a sprint coach, and uh, <laughs> I think ever since then my career's just gone through the roof. Yeah, well, it's their loss by the sound of it. Um, we might have to <laughs> get you back, but the- <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, mate, tell tell us a bit about your sprint career yourself as a sprinter. Okay, so I was a handy handy runner. Um, look, most of my life, I never thought that this was going to be my career. Never intended to be my career. Towards the end of my, uh, towards the, the latter part of my life, but earlier earlier on, you know, I was just trying to educate myself as much as possible, just to be the best athlete that I wanted, that I could be. Um, I lived in an era when, you know, I didn't have the internet and all the access all these guys had, and I had to travel, um, self fund myself as my hobby. To, to listen to people who had um, some type of knowledge on speed and the US and Canada held held most of the knowledge when I was young and I'd go and listen to guys like Charlie Francis who was the coach of um, the mad uh, drug man I can't even think of his name but Ben, ben Johnson Ben Johnson, uh, Johnson yeah. yeah and then um, I spent some time with Tom Tellis who was uh, Carl Lewis's coach and uh, just listening to them and trying to learn as much as I possibly can just for myself not for anything else it was just my passion so I got an opportunity I started working with um, with Minicello and whether basically he came to me because uh, he had reoccurring back injuries uh, they couldn't get him on the field and they, I think he'd had a, quite a numerous amount of surgeries and tried every possible traditional rehab and then a guy that was on the coaching staff there was also a friend of mine and just suggested mate this could be this could be a potluck, but why don't you try and see if it maybe is your running style that is putting that pressure on your back, and 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 maybe if we can correct your mechanics, maybe there's a chance that you can get back on the field. Whether it was a coincidence or good luck, or actually it did work, um, that's history. Then uh, he, I seem to have some luck there with him, and he got back on the field and ended up being. I think he got the golden boot that year, and. Um, people started I started to get a bit of a reputation still I never thought it would end up being my career and just my you know snowballed from a just a, a little snowball to an avalanche and here it is now uh, good stuff Rog mate you just touched on before that you spoke to other coaches to broaden your knowledge you also had the opportunity to go over to the NFL over yeah, in yeah, the US you work with uh, a couple of teams over there the New York Jets um, the and Dallas the Cowboys, Cowboys. And, yep. and I, I work with the Chargers the Chargers yeah so I, I part of that while I was there I, I, I'm a sort of bloke that um, 
what I would lack in knowledge, I, I'd make up in, 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 in passion and perseverance. So I, I could handle getting rejected. And I, I went to the stage probably 16 times. And every time I went wow. over there to listen to somebody or to learn a little bit, I'd knock on the door of an NFL team. And I think I, I ended up driving one of the blokes berserk and he had to give me a job. He gave me a job just to run the water. Uh, it was an, a non-paying job and then just got an opportunity to learn and listen because I wanted to hear if speed was different as opposed to athletic speed or field playing sport speed. Um, while the rules are very, very similar, you know, some, you know, some, some of the athletes obviously run with a ball underneath their hand and, start, and obviously the field playing athletes have a lot, a lot of multi-directional movement pattern as opposed to an athlete who would just run straight lines. So I try to educate myself as much as possible and got a little bit of a reputation over there. Got my first paying job with the Dallas Cowboys and I thought that was one of the biggest. Besides taking Haynes to the NFL, that's probably my biggest achievement. Yeah, great stuff. Mate, just on that, um, how far advanced are they compared to what we are? I remember going over to uh, the San Francisco 49ers in 1988, I think it was, yeah. and and back then, you know, we were just sort of like amateurs and we turned up to their training uh, establishment and they had cherry pickers video in their training session and we said, wow, yeah, look, look at this. Um, yeah, and we followed suit. I, yeah. look, I would say the gap has, has tightened yep. and I'd be honest, I think that I think I would have said five years ago, if you asked me this question two years ago, I'd say now that, sorry, I'd say there was a five-year gap if you asked me this question two years ago. I reckon now it's probably a three-year gap. I still, you know, but that their game allows the micromanagement as opposed to ourselves. There's a lot more money in the game. They have specific positions. Each position is micromanaged. And I'm seeing this slowly come into the NRL as well. You're yeah. starting to get halves coaches. You're starting to get forward coaches. You're starting to, you, you know, getting back coaches. It's, going to be yeah. a, it's only just a matter of time till everybody's micromanaged. You know, you, well, talked, you uh, talked about the monetary um, difference between the NRL and the NFL. Now, obviously, you said your first paying job was with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they got the one of the most eccentric billionaire owners. you get a chance to meet Jerry Jones, yeah, mate? Yeah, and that's why, that's why I left. He drove. You've never seen a bloke, Jerry Jones, he's, that is so involved. Oh, he is. I've, I've, on, I'm a big NFL fan, right? Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen him get – I've never seen a coach oh, – sorry – an owner, not that I've been really exposed to many owners, but you would think that if this guy would just sit back, he is extremely involved. He's so very handsome. Did I, I get to meet him? I saw him. Um, he wouldn't know who I was. There was so much staff there, but yeah, he's very involved. And what were some of the, what were some of the athletes in those um, particular teams that you got to work with, and, and who impressed you the most? Because they've got some phenomenal athletes over there. Look, at, at that time, I, I was only exposed to the rookies uh, because I was only with them for a small I was only with them with training camp yeah uh, so oh yeah it doesn't go I, long I only, training I, camp no it doesn't so I, I was there for the five or six weeks in training camp and I only got really work to work with the rookies but you look at the rookie at the collegiate level when you're talking about speed you know these guys these guys are drafted from a track experience so first of all their dream is to run to the Olympics and if they can't get to the Olympics the scouts are just saying mate what are you going to win out of the Olympics a gold medal come and win earn millions and we'll teach yeah. you how to catch a ball yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And then yeah. speaking of the Olympics, you work with the great Linford Christie. He spent a bit of time yeah, out here, hasn't he? Yeah, alongside him, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, I, did, we, I, I just spent time with him. I was just, again, that was just in my knowledge-gathering phase. I was only young to the sport then. Again, had no idea it was going to be a career pathway. I had a job. I was in sales. And it just 
he was a world champion here and used to make Australia his home in the off season. And uh, I got to, uh, a chance to, to look after him at the Botany Bay Gift. And then he asked me to come out and, and, and work with him and, and train with him out at Narrabeen. That was an experience of a lifetime. You obviously, back to our athletes, uh, the NRL, uh, it's off season now and um, yep. you've always got a, a handy team of NRL players that you work with. A, a lot of the elite players employ you throughout the off season. Yep. Why do they go to you and, and what do you teach them? That's a good question. Uh, look, you know, I, 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 I truly believe that a coach, if a coach has to believe in himself, if he, can't, if, if he doesn't promote himself to be the best out there, then how do we get the best out of the athlete? So um, I feel that my, where I, I separate myself, I'm extremely brutal. Um, I, I, I think I read just two years ago, Cookie held off coming to to me because he was scared that I was going to tear him apart when it came to him showing his me his mechanics. The yeah. other thing that works for me as well is, is experience, Darren. I've been in the industry such a long time. I know what works. I know that footballers have a very small time frame as far as uh, the off-season. I don't want to be working with drills that are going to get me a little return. I know what to change very quickly to see them get a an improvement to stimulate them coming back speed as you know if you're very competent speed it grows like trees it grows very slowly being in the industry so long I know what drills are going to get you to the fastest point in the shortest amount of time and that's what's important to footballers they want to be able to come to me in that small window period in their off season and see a difference if they see a difference then they're stimulated to come back at the end of the day they're my promotion if they go well, I know I'm doing a good job. See the fox run the length of the field try. See Cookie be able to dart out a dummy half and not have to offload. You know, they're, they're, they're examples of the work that we've done in the off-season. Oh, we love that too. We love seeing that too. He's our go-to guy. Mate, them, them two blokes you just mentioned, uh, they're, they're, still, uh, they're still in camp with, with the Aussie side. What players uh, are you working with at the moment? Who, who you got on your so books? I, I've had... Um, a couple of people coming through. Uh, it's only early, early on, and most of the stars will probably said will come after it. I've had Bevan French. He's come over from Super League. I've had uh, Joseph Manu, who come in, who dropped in just before he went into our New Zealand camp today. I had Daniel Alvaro, and I've been working quite strongly with Kyle Flanagan. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for. A, actually, a lot. A, quite a lot of the Rabbitohs guys hit me on the ground, and I'm still waiting for them to turn up. So, hopefully, they get their asses down there quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Cookies. He was yeah. worried. I read that story how he was worried about his style. Now, did you? What What did you say to him? And and did you fix some stuff up for him so that we yeah. can get him those darts getting even quicker out yeah, of them? Yeah, I, I I wasn't try, so brutal with him. And I think maybe sometimes my reputation precedes me. So he, I have to I have to give all the other coaches a rap here. You know, most of the guys that do come down to me, as opposed in Darren's era and. And Tugger and all that era, those guys, um, a different kettle of fish. I think, you know, just hard work was, was their forte, you know, just flogged and getting flogged and getting flogged. These guys have come down as pretty well built machines. So, credit to the coaches that come there. All I do is just really look for the, the areas that have been untouched and clean them up, teach them how to execute at that higher level. And, and that you will see that usually takes them to the next level. That's where. The difference is where the guys that are employed in the NRL these days are good at so many things where I just specialise on one thing and I do that really well. 
Yeah. Mate, you mentioned um, earlier that you took Jared Hayne to the NFL, and um, I know you used to call him the Ferrari. Yeah. How did you find Jared to work with? What a beast. What a beast. Uh, and again, a country completely different to every other coach's interpretation of him. Maybe Jared, you know, Jared's always had this reputation of not being the best trainer in the world. I'm completely the contrary, or is it just because it's something that he loves to do? Um, he was a very disciplined trainer. Uh, attention to detail was outstanding. A guy that um, th- threw it in at the top of his uh, on top of his game in the NRL had no idea on what to even expect in the NFL. So we take his, take my hat off the courage there, but to actually make a roster, what an achievement that is! That's probably one of the greatest. Yep. Australian achievements of all time. Yeah. You go and compare it to Valentine Holmes, and no disrespect to Val, yep. who I have worked with at, at Cronulla, mm. you know, he couldn't make it. And, you know, and, and you can see what his asking price is right now. True. And I still think Jared had an unfortunate start, and I still think he would have made a success of it, but it obviously didn't happen. I know, now. I'm the same. I, I thought I thought he I thought he pulled out too early, but yep. we, we don't know well, what yeah. went on behind the scenes. The rugby no. thing came along, sir. So. You've got, under, again, back to my original when you ask me what was one of the categories, what, what do you see that's different? You have one particular job, Darren and yeah. Steve. You have one particular job when it comes to the NFL. That's all you're employed to do. If you can't do that job, they have a very, they only have 16 or 17 games per year. Yep. They can't afford to wait. Mm, if you no. can't get it right, there's, a, there's 20 guys on the sideline waiting for you to get it right. So yep. he had the most unbelievable preseason unbelievable what he was doing before the season started yeah. was incredible I think they took him as a circus and then suddenly he made him stand up and take notice yes he needed to persevere uh, and and maybe go and stay on a training uh, on a practice squad but again um, I can understand why the coaches pulled him out they can't afford to have a player make a mistake either yeah fair enough now mate I was a bit of a sprinter back in the day in the junior ranks and yep. so we um, we might come down to to train in there at Centennial Park me Brownie and Chaps and let you put us through a few paces and see if we've still mate, got you're, it you're welcome anytime <laughs> thanks mate, mate. trust me we'll, 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 have a, we'll have a little cheer squad for us while we're getting through Roger you know me mate I, I've worked with you a lot and, and my boys have uh, worked with you and these guys here, they don't know how hard it is. They think, oh, we'll do two, <laughs> two, four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, you... I think we'll just let them come down, Darren, and then just let them share the experience. You'll yeah. never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> Rog, mate, just uh, two questions, mate. Um, sure. We've got a sprint race, one over 40 metres, one over 100. NRL players, yeah. who wins? Roberts wins the 40 and the Fox wins the 100. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. <laughs> two South Juniors. Yeah, there you go. Well, at least there one of them, one of them's playing for South this year, next year. So that's good. That's yeah. it. So how do we get in contact with you if we wanted to um, mate, get in there and in the sprint game, mate? All, What's your website? I have a I have a website called the Speed Agility Academy, and and if you want to just DM, DM me on on my Instagram, it's Mr Roger Fabry. Otherwise, just word of mouth. I'm 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 a local. You'll always find me. My big nose and big teeth. You can't miss me. <laughs> Roger, you you uh you done an academy last year with Gus or. Uh, Gus and Joey, I think it was. Yeah, Gus. Joey, unfortunately, couldn't get there. What yeah. an experience that was. You know, I, I love... There's, there's, two, there's two guys that just capture my attention nonstop when they speak. I can't help but listen. And I've got to work with one of them. One of them's Gus Gould when he speaks. Whether, whether it's right or wrong, I have no idea. He just captures my attention. The way he delivers the message... Yeah. He's second to none. It's inspiring. It was yeah. a great. It was a great opportunity. He's been a great supporter of mine, Gus. 
took me to Panthers and every time that um, a football player come down that's highly recommended with him, I, I seem to be his first choice. So I'm quite privileged when it comes to that. Yeah, a lot of people, um, uh, you know, they, they get offside with Gus, but I, I'm like you. I, I was coached by Gus and I think he's um, got the best knowledge in the game. Uh, when, when he speaks, um, he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. All right, Rog, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. I've got a sh- mate, got a sp- thanks for having me. I'm just about to sprint up the Burke Street Bakery for a pint of sausage roll, mate, so we'll have to let you go. <laughs> thanks very much. Good luck. Thanks for Take that, Rog. Good on you, mate. Good on you, legend. It, thanks, mate. Thanks. See you, mate. Thank you, brother. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Well, that was a good chat to Roger Fabri, Roger Fabri, whichever way you want to say it. And I think we should do that, get up there to train in the three of us and have a little... Who's the fastest over forty? Who's the fastest over a hundred? Little oh, session. I'll be in. I'll be in that. 100%. Yeah, chaps. What are you? How are you looking there? Yeah, well, I might be all right. I've I've got a bit of a tight hamstring at the moment. But bit of toe. I reckon I'll get you over ten. How about that, boy? <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I was always quick out of the blocks, but I, they always round me up because I've got real short short legs. But uh, Maver, I'm sure you'd, you'd back yourself in there. Oh, I would. Yes, not, well, I think not, I, not I short think, of confidence. I think I've got the forty in no, that. No, right, Roger gives starts. Oh, yeah. does he? I didn't factor that in because I don't know if my 108 kilo frame would get, get your uh, 70 kilos over. <laughs> oh, 70? Give me a wrap. <laughs> um, 80 yeah. plus. Anyway, yeah, all good. Um, yeah, no, he's a great chat there with Roger and he's a good man. We thank him for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. Thanks for joining a, us. got a lot of knowledge in, in terms oh. of um, speed and speed mechanics. A lot of experience around great the world. Great stories.